0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to football today. I hope everybody's having a great uh, beginning of their week. I uh, hope everything is fine, work, school, all the, all the, you know, all the same business. Um, today we're gonna be talking something a little different, and it's not about a game. It's gonna be about two managers with history. Um, this question I've always had in my head, and I've always thought about it and uh, all of that and you know one of my one of my friends and one of uh one of my twitter followers you know they asked me it was coincidental or not I don't know um you know within a week or so between them they asked me what I think about Pep and Mourinho and how you know what are my what are my thoughts and you know if they're head to head and you know when they played each other Uh, the teams they've managed, all of that. And, uh, you know, I thought, well, this is a great opportunity to talk about it. I've always wanted to talk about it, but, you know, with everything going on with, you know, uh, with the actual game, you know, with the playing and, you know, fixtures, I have to cover those instead. But I found some time and uh, I'm going to dedicate half an hour to an hour, hopefully, to Mourinho and Pep. Um, prior to beginning, I may have some bias. Um, as you know, Pep did manage Bayern Munich, so there might, I, I don't want to say might, there will be slight bias. Um, but there, go, there is going to be a lot of facts, a lot of facts. Now, I don't want to get too much into statistics and uh, go in-depth in depth and a bunch of analysis. I think this is more just looking at it on face value and just going a tear deep into it and nothing to, uh, you know, you know, I'm talking about not going too deep into the an analysis. I say that because, you know, Mourinho was asked, I don't know when, I remember this is very, I don't know if it was recent or not. I just, in my mind, it seems that it's recent, but maybe, you know, 2000 for, for me, for example, like 2008 for me, it looks like, oh my God, it's 2010 already. Like 2018. Oh my God! It's already 2020 already. So I don't know when he said this, but I remember him saying. Some reporter asked him, um, "You know, all your games against Mourinho, you haven't been that too successful, or something like that." You know, and he and he started. Marino started like pointing out specific games, like, "Oh well, you go watch that game, see what happens. Well, go watch that game and see what happens." And I'm not gonna go into those games, you know, because this is this is way way different you know in the aspect that these two managers are probably um two of the best managers in the past decade or so and um you know i don't want to compare apples and oranges because they were they didn't manage the same clubs at any point in their career they didn't have the same players you know Mourinho managed real madrid and ronaldo pep managed barcelona and messi it's so different you know and you know just imagine a a messi versus ronaldo conversation and debate it's just like this because they've they've had they were they basically started on the opposite side of the road and they've been on the opposite side of the road in terms of their personnel in terms of their um, players everything you know Mourinho has never managed in germany pep managed in germany uh, Mourinho managed in Italy. Pep has never managed in Italy. Yeah, Pep is slightly, um, you know, earlier in his manager career, but I'm going to take face value, obviously. So I'm going to lay a little fact down. I have to lay some facts down. You know, I'm going to approach this um, how, how I approach, um, you know, when we're talking about the mess managers. So I'm not going to go too much into the detail about Looking at what they've changed, the players they've uh, made better, because both of these managers have done great. I'm going to talk more about my preference and what I think and lay some facts down and, you know, know, go and, you know, unpack it a little. You know, wash it away and see the true color. So, first of all, I want to look at the, you know... The purchased players, the expenditures, the transfers for both matches. Now, the number is going to be different because Mourinho has managed, what, about five, six, seven years longer? Um, They've both had different clubs. Uh, They've both managed, um, you know, different S-clubs. So Mourinho has managed Chelsea, Porto, Chelsea twice, Porto, Real Madrid, Inter Milan, Manchester United... Uh, meanwhile, meanwhile, Pep has done uh, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, and City. So three, and uh, three to like six, something like that. So um, I'm gonna look at you know the expenditures. I'm gonna tell you the numbers. I'm gonna list out some players they bought because this might be some history lesson for everybody. So I don't want to keep talking about the background. I just want to get into it. So let's start out with um, let's start out with Mourinho. Um, so Mourinho, um, you know, he he's he spent a lot of money, and you know, because he has a certain, just like Pep, just like Jurgen Klopp, just like Tuchel, um, these quote-unquote modern managers um, want their players, and uh, with with you know commercials and you know the money going up, there's more money to be given to the managers to, uh, or the, you know, the transfer committee. So, obviously, you know, these managers, these modern day managers have these attacking player, uh, attacking styles. And, you know, offbeat, you know, Mourinho always had that stick. I don't know if always or maybe just recently with Manchester United, you know, he's a defensive manager. I wouldn't say he's a defensive manager. He uh, changes uh, per game um, more frequently than Pep. So one game, he would go in a 4-3-3 and he'll play a bit more defensive. And then the next game, he would see, oh, well, I'm playing, let's say, for example, Barcelona. I'm going to go 4-3-3 defending again. Or I'm going to match up with them 4-3-3. Or I'm going to go 4-4-2. You know, so Marino has done 4-3-3 the type of defending where he'll have a DM. He's done 4-4-2 defending with two DMs. He's had 4-4-2 attacking. He's had uh, 4-3-3 just balanced midfield. He's had 4-3-3 attacking where he'll have a number 10 and he'll have a runner from midfield uh, such as Real Madrid days, for example. He would even play a 4-2-3-1. Um, that would make shift into a 4-3-3. So I guess that quote-unquote defensive style maybe came from Manchester United tenure because he didn't have the defensive players that he wanted. So he both these managers are, um, you know, attacking managers because, like I said, Mourinho holds the record for, uh, I believe, La Liga with Real Madrid for most points and Pep holds the record for City for most points. And from the top five leagues, um I think Mourinho has two uh, of the records uh, for longest streaks as far as uh, wins, consecutive wins, and I think Pep has three of them. Uh, I'm not sure if it's all the leagues or just you know um, in in history, but I know Pep has three. Pep definitely has three, and he has one for Barcelona, one for City, and one Bayern Munich, and he won with like 18 straight games with Bayern Munich, something like that. Like, I don't want to get too detailed on that, but like again, what my basically the context is here is that both of these managers, especially Mourinho, change it up, and they play defensive. They play. Um, attacking Pep more on the head plays more one way slightly slightly changes and tailors it that one way to adapt a little but it's usually the same way most of the time so I'm going to go with the expenditures first with um, with um, with with Mourinho so Mourinho um, has purchased 133 players um, over the course of his managerial career, so he's purchased 133 players that have come out to 1. Point, uh, I'm gonna round it. Uh, actually, I don't have to round the 1.55 um, billion euros. That is a lot of money Mourinho has spent. So he spent one and a half billion euros on 133 players that roughly comes out to 15 million euros a player per player on average um you know some of the players recently that he's bought such as Paul Pogba 105 Lukaku 85 Fred 60 um uh Matich 44 um if we go uh, like Mkhitaryan 42. If you want to go um, further in the history, like we could take a little history lesson. He bought Shevchenko for 44. He bought Drogba for 38. Michael Essien for 38. Uh, Costa for 38. Um, he bought he bought William for 35. Modric for 35. Uh, when he brought him from Spurs to to Real Madrid, he bought Di Maria. Uh, from Benfica uh, to Real Madrid for 33. He bought Cesc Fabregas from Barcelona. He bought Guardado, uh, Carvalho, Pedro, Melito, uh, Andre Scherle, Coresma. He's bought a lot of players and he's bought, you know, I could keep going down. You know, he's bought Eto, Mikel, uh, Felipe Luis, Maluda. He's bought Robin, Ozil. He even bought Salah. He bought Wesley Schneider. He bought Zuma, Khadira, Loic Remy, Peter Cech. Um, You know, he's bought a lot of players, uh, notable players too. So he hasn't gone after, you know, um, he's gone. He has a weird, uh, you know, style because he buys experienced players. He buys old players. He buys players that he can trust. Um, You know, he also buys... A bit of young players, such as he he, he was the one that bought Rafael Varane to Real Madrid, uh, for example. He was also the one that brought in Nero Sahin, for example. So, you know, um, he's bought a lot of players. He's even bought Lucio for Bayern Munich fans. You know, he, Lucio was one of the best defenders. He he brought Lucio in to Inter and he won the Champions League. So, he's bought a lot of players. Um, he's definitely you know he's definitely um bought a specific type of players he obviously has specific type of players that he wishes um to bring in and um that's how that's how he he that's how he does business and that's how he is he's clearly been successful so something is uh, right even though maybe people say oh well he spent too much money well at least he is getting trophies now let's switch it to uh, let's switch it to um, Pep Guardiola. Pep Guardiola has purchased 55 players. Uh, like I said, it's going to be a little different than numbers and might be a little skewed. And I'll tell you why. So 55 players, obviously, because he hasn't, um, you know, yeah. Uh, one aspect of the number being low is because yes, he hasn't managed the same amount of years as Mourinho. Second aspect is that when he was at uh, like Barcelona and even Bayern Munich, more for a better example, he wasn't allowed to bring in and take out a lot of players. And, you know, at Bayern Munich people he, people bought, people didn't think like he didn't buy Mario Gotze. Mario Gotze uh, was announced before he even started a job, for example. He didn't, he didn't make a lot of purchases at Bayern Munich, and he, didn't make, he did make some purchases at Barcelona, but not to that extent. Now, he did make a lot of purchases at City, and this is why um, the number will be skewed, and you'll know why. So, he's bought in 55 players for 1.1 billion euros. That averages out to 22, seven more million euros more than Mourinho. Why is that? And the fact that he's purchased less than half of what Mourinho has purchased well Mourinho uh well Pep is in the modern era so there's more money specifically that he manages City City have unlimited budgets so he can overpay such as you know his highest uh, uh his highest uh purchase player under his watch was Zlatan and that didn't work out Zlatan went for 70 million but after that it's all City for the most part Rihad Marez 68, America Laporte 65, Mendy 58, Stones 56, Kyle Walker 52, Lero Sarna 50, Bernardo Silva 50. I just named you, what was it like, seven, eight, seven, seven city players after. After that, David Villa 40, Ederson 40, Vidal 37, Mario Gotze 37, but again, he didn't buy Mario Gotze. Uh, Danny Alves, 35, Cesc Fabregas, 34, Gabriel Jesus, 32, Douglas Costa, 30, Daniello, 30, Benatia, 28, Ilkay Gundogan, 27, Sanchez, uh, 26. He's bought a lot of players. Tiago 25. Um, some worked out. Some haven't, as again, for both managers. Uh, notably, you know, Pep's biggest purchase, Zlatan, did not work out. You know, he's bought a bunch of players, Shabi Alonso, Joshua Kimmich, Kingsley Coman, Gerard Piquet, uh, Maxwell, um, you know, Afelai. It just goes on, you know, he's bought a bunch of players. Um, I would say, I would say overall, uh, Mourinho's players that he's purchased on, you know, at the part of where they are in their career or you know if they're just better players. I would say Mourinho's players maybe because he's bought also because also he's bought a lot of more players so it might it will be skewed, but as of right now obviously Mourinho has bought the better players. But when they reach both reach the same number and we can um you know compare apples to apples at one point then it would make sense. Now like I said, we've done the purchase players, we've done the averages, so let's look at the head-to-head. Let's look at what they did against each other. So Pep and Mourinho have played each other 22 times, 22 times. I don't think they've ever played, um, I think they played one match, which was the Super Cup, when uh, Pep was at Byron and Mourinho was at Chelsea. I think that was the match where Lukaku missed the penalty and we won the Super Cup. Um, that was obviously Pep's first first match in charge, basically. Um, I don't. Other than that, I don't remember them playing when um, Pep was at Bayern. Um, but again, Jose Mourinho and Pep uh, Pep Guardiola have played twenty two times against each other. Um, Pep does have the slight edge. When I say slight, he does have a clear cut advantage. Um, again, the details of that are obviously are gonna. If we pack it over and see the details of how uh, Pep has the advantage, or how did he get that advantage? Who, who was who was he managing at that time? What was Mourinho's side of the game? You know, if we look at all that, I'm sure we're gonna see some clear cut, um, you know, um, exposures as to what's going on with this player or what's going on with that team at that here. You know. But Pep and Mourinho have played each other 22 times, and uh, Pep has been victorious 11 out of the 22 times. So half of the fixtures that they've played against each other, Pep was victorious. Um, Mourinho has won five, and the rest six matches were draws. So Mourinho has won five matches against Pep. Pep has won 11 matches against Mourinho, and they also have drawn six times. Um, so that's a, that's a pretty good record for Mourinho, uh, for, for Pep, sorry, Pep has won half the matches against, um, Mourinho. So he can, he can hold his head high for that. Um, one aspect I also want to get that is, you know, just brush up on, you know, the trophies they've won. I, I really want to brush up on the trophies they won and, uh, go into one aspect of, you know, the trophies, um, because again, some people have brought up, you know, oh, well, if you look at that, you know, it doesn't make sense. So, first, I'm going to look at Mourinho's. So, Mourinho has won, uh, you know, coach of the year, world's best coach, whatever, four times. He won at Porto, Chelsea, Inter, and Real. He's won, obviously, he's won two Champions Leagues, one with Porto and one with Inter. I'm going to get back with the Porto one. Um, I really don't want to talk about Inter one because Bayern Munich were runners up in that. And uh, but I want to go talk about the Port one because someone told me something and uh, I want to address it or I want to change. Uh, yeah, I would want to address what, what that person said. So Marina has won the, uh, you know, the Premier League three times with Chelsea, FA Cup once. Uh, I don't care about the League Cup. I don't think the League Cup is not a big thing, but he's won the League Cup three times with Chelsea, once with United. Um this is, again, this is both player, uh, what they did as a player and a manager. Um, now, Mourinho has won three Spanish leagues. Two of them have come as a player. He's won the Spanish Cup three times. Two of them has come as a player. Um, so I think they come with a player. I, I'm sure. I, maybe he would have been on the coaching staff. But... Um, you know, as the main man, he only won, you know, as the main coach, he was won only one one Spanish cup and uh, one Spanish league title and one Spanish super cup. That is for sure. He has won the Italian league twice, the Italian cup once, the Italian super cup once. He's won the Portuguese twice. He's won the UEFA cup with Porto. Uh, he's won the Europa league um, with Manchester United Um the Super Cup, all that with Barcelona, all of that. Again, that as a... I'm not sure if he was a player or a coach. I don't want to go too deep into this. Again, like I said, I want to look at straight facts. If I look at uh, Pep Guardiola's... Again, Pep Guardiola has won the Champions League twice with Barcelona. Uh, he won Coach of the Year twice. He's won the English League once. He's won the Spanish Spanish, uh, the League uh, Liga BBVA uh, three times, the Cup twice, uh, Super Cup um, three times. He's won the Bundesliga three times, the, uh, the German Cup twice. He's won the UEFA Super Cup three times. So, Mourinho Marino has to catch, uh, I mean, Pep has to catch Mourinho on some trophies, that's for sure. And I think he will, because if he doesn't, then, you know, it's going to say a lot. But I think he will, because. Um, the one aspect where I think differentiates Mourinho and Pep, as far as, you know, Pep has only managed three three um, clubs. But Pep has chosen where he wants to manage carefully. Look what Pep did. Pep, you know, he, he graduated and he started basically um, managing the team that he played for as a boy, you know, as a kid for like 12 years. So he managed Barcelona. And he was playing the Barcelona way. He was playing the Catalonia way. And it worked out. It was like match made in heaven. Fun fact, uh, Barcelona were at that time choosing a manager. And it came down to a few guys. And one of them was Pep and one of them was Mourinho. They chose Pep over Mourinho because Pep, you know, ticked more boxes. Um, But Pep, you know, Pep, Pep, the, the the, the decisions that he's made as to where to manage has been perfect, in my opinion. Because Pep has managed Barcelona, so it's match made in heaven. Then after that, he's like, yo, I'm going to go somewhere somewhere different, somewhere completely out of the different. And where does he go? He goes to German champions. Now, he does come to Bayern Munich um, right after a treble season. That in a sense, is bad because expectations are high, and he did not meet those expectations on a Champions League level. On a league level, he outperformed his predecessor, Huppeinkes. Go look at the leagues, those three leagues that he won. He was destroying the uh, opposition. He was destroying the opposition. I remember uh, you know, one time we lost to Wolfsburg when they had Bastost, they had Kevin De Bruyne, um, those guys like that when they when you know these are the time when bust when Wolfsburg was really were good in the league and after the loss you know he's like oh it's, it's cool don't worry about it and then everyone was like what the fuck and then he would just and then we would come out the next game and we would score five we scored six because he had that r- r- relentlessness in him it backfired in the champs because you know the lack of rotate uh, the lack of um not rotation but the lack of you know taking care of the Player's body, because he would expect so much from that player in training. You know, uh, you know, uh, the training he did was longer; it was tougher. So players will be getting injured more often. And, you know, those ho- the whole, you know, the cliche, well, it's not a cliche anymore, but that quote unquote, oh, well, it's Bayern are going to get injured players because it's Bayern. That started out with Pep's tenure because we weren't getting injured crazy under their you know, and even before Heimkis, uh But like Van Gogh and all that, we didn't get injured anything crazy to Pep because Pep expected so much from the players, from training from the games and that's why it showed in the games we would score three four five six we would score a lot we would score you know excuse me we would score a lot because um, when you look at what he's done like even if you look at city look at city scored i think it was the last fa cup or something like they had the first leg they scored nine or something like that and these are professionals you know um so, I don't know what it is with Pep and, you know, expecting so much for, you know, playing um, playing a certain way and, you know, being relentless. Even if you're up 3-0 and it's the 80th minute, you keep on attacking. Now, I don't agree with that. I think there needs to be um, a balance. But he uh, Guardiola is a madman. At Barcelona, if you remember, it was the boring tiki-taka, tiki-taka, you know, make a 100 passes before you, you know, before even you attempt a direct pass towards the final third. He would just wear you out and people would get either, people would get bored. I learned to not get bored. I learned to appreciate it. I was, at first, I was just bored as hell. I was like, come on. And then I appreciate it, and I dis- and I got into the psychological game of you know wearing down your opponent, and it works out. It works out in boxing, it works out in MMA, it works out in um, in a lot of sports. So, and then when he came to Bayern Munich, he developed a more. Um, you know, he, he made a mixture of the Barcelona and he took like 50% Barcelona and he took 50% of the, the Bavarian way, which is attack, uh, make the crowd uh, get behind you. Uh, you know, a bunch of people have paid a bunch of money to come watch this game, so make it exciting. That's Bayern Munich. Um, cross the ball, big number nine up front. Um, attack, attack, direct. Keep going. Make it fun. Make it interesting. Make the drama um, that's the Barominic way. So he created that and you, it showed, it showed, I have a statistic right in front of me. So at Barcelona, he, he, he was averaging, uh, 2.36 points per match. So every match you possibly could get at three points. He was averaging 2.36. That is very good. That is, that is ridiculously good. If I might. um, I'm going to skip Bayern Munich. I'm going to go to City. So City, he was averaging 2.3. That's also very good. Now, Bayern Munich, he managed 161 matches. City, he's managed 152. So he's probably managed, he has managed very close the number of games with City and Bayern Munich. He's managed 247 at Barcelona. So I won't count Barcelona. I would count City and Munich as a total. So City he he managed 152 matches and he was getting 2.3 points per match very good. Now at Bayern Munich he's averaging 161 point uh, 61 matches and he's averaging 2.4. He's averaging 0.11 points more per match at Bayern Munich. Why? In my opinion, the Bayern Munich that he inherited the first year was a ridiculously good team. That team on a one-off game, could beat that the city city team against the Barcelona side. He would have uh, we would have lots of trouble, but we can still beat them because you have to realize Franck Ribery is coming off a Ballon d'Or here. Arjen Robben was ridiculous, you know. Um, Arjen Robben went that here um, the following year and destroyed in the World Cup. So you have to realize these guys were still in their prime, uh, going to the end of it. Um, so. It shows, but he was. We were really attacking under, Guardi- under Guardiola. Now, if I switch it to Pep, if I switch it to uh, Mourinho, I'm sorry. If I switch it to Mourinho, for example, Mourinho has managed one hundred forty four matches for United, right? Basically, an equal number to um, to Pep's cities. But Mourinho was getting one point nine seven points per match. Um, usually, under two is not a good is not a good number. Like you're not winning the league. It's very tough. You're, if you're if you if you're getting under 2 points, it's very tough. Um with Chelsea, he averaged 1.96. That's great, but you have to realize that uh, he won the league and the year after they were like mid-table. They're like 10th, 11th, 12th at 1 point. Um And at Real Madrid, he managed 178 games, and he was averaging 2.3 points. And he was destroying at Real Madrid because he had the likes of Ozil, Higuain, Di Maria, Benzema, Ronaldo. So he he was really getting it to them. And... uh, so, like Inter Milan, he was averaging 2.12 points from a match. The Chelsea first time around, he was averaging 2.23. That makes sense because he had the likes of uh, Lampard, Terry, Drogba, Makaleli, Maluda. you know, all these guys, you know, that's, 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 that was a Chelsea team that he set the record. On. Well, it was broken now, but he set the record. You know, so he did great at Porto. He was averaging two point one nine. So, so um, oh, okay. I just got confirmation uh, on a on that trophy esque. So yes, Mourinho and Mourinho was the assistant manager for Barcelona under uh, players like uh, Louis Van Gaal. So some of the trophies he won as an assistant manager. But whatever. Back to the point both of these both of these coaches have been very great. Uh, Marino started out, you know, hot with Porto, Chelsea, Inter, Madrid and uh, the second time at Chelsea he was really good uh for the most part and in the second half that last season the last year he just crumbled and then you know it made an effect with United cuz um you know Marino has been sacked twice. I'm not sure if he was sacked against uh, against Inter. I don't know. He, he wasn't sacked against Real Madrid. But, you know, at Real Madrid, he wasn't happy days either. He had trouble with um, Kaká. He had trouble with Casillas. He had trouble with Ronaldo. Um, it wasn't happy days for him either. He did set a point record at Real Madrid. He didn't win any Champions League. Um, um, but he he, he, he him... That one here at Real Madrid was insane. At Inter, you know, he balled out. He won the double. Um, everything was great at Inter from Eto, Malito, Samuel, uh, Zanetti, uh, Lucio, Julio Cesar. Everybody, you know, loved him. Um, Chelsea first turnaround, everybody loved him too. But Marino has been sacked twice. He's been sacked last time, uh, his l- recent one with United, and his recent uh, the one before that with Chelsea. So that's not something great. I look at um, anybody that gets fired from their job, how however good you are, right? You could be, you could be Steve Jobs, right? You still got sacked. Um, so something is still lingering in there nothing to take away from marino because i think marino is still top five manager of all time i gotta look at that actually, i'm not gonna say top five i gotta look at all this i gotta look at the managers but again in the past uh 10 years he's he's up there he's one or two uh and your preference is uh either guardiola or well actually is he number two because a was balling out too Actually, no. You know, on the 10-year, I have to give it to these Pep and Mourinho as, as much as I hate it. But I would have to give it to them. But in comparison, for example, Guardiola hasn't been fired yet. Yeah, it's been only three teams compared to um, Mourinho's um, six. But, you know, he's halfway to what Mourinho has managed, right? On top flight level, he's halfway to what Mourinho has managed. And he hasn't been sacked yet. And I don't think he's going to get sacked from City. If City sack him, then boy oh boy. But where does Mourinho go from here? He's managed two English teams. He's he's not going to manage Barcelona because he's managed Real Madrid. He's managed Inter Milan, right? So the only place he can go to, in my eyes, is either Juventus or Real Madrid. He doesn't have many options. He can't come to Bayern Munich because with the comments and what he did, what he said about the board and Schweinsteiger, a lot of fans are not going to like him, and the board is not going to like him. So, And, you know, with the whole money thing, you know, he's not going to get money to spend whoever he wants. So it's either you come here and you play one way, and he's not going to play that way because, you know, he has his way. Um, Pep had to, Pep found that, that he needs to adjust and you know the critics came after him. The critics came after him and he it was only eased for Pep because he had Philip Lam. If he did not have Philip Lam, I still think that it would be a rougher ride. Philip Lam really helped him on and off the pitch, as he as Pep said in an interview long time ago too. But again, Mourinho, Mourinho can only go in my eyes. I don't see any other option. He's either gonna go Juve. Or he's gonna go back to Real Madrid. I don't think he could go back to Inter Milan because they don't have the money uh, for him to spend. Especially if they sell sell the likes of like Icardi, you know. I don't think he's he has that um, you know ability in him, or the you know he doesn't have that want in him to go and you know take a side and crawl him up as he's done before. You know he did that with Porto. He won the Champions League with Porto. Um, But I go off on that Porto thing because, like I said, going back to what of Twitter viewers said, uh, they said, well, you know, he won, he won the Porto of kind of, you know, not quote unquote bullshit, but like he didn't really play anybody. And then I remember, I was like, well, you're kind of right and you're kind of not. You're kind of right in a sense that, you know, you can only beat him. You can only, well, you, he's kind of right because he didn't play anybody, but, you know, you can only beat what's in front of you. Like, you know, I can't throw, Real Madrid in front of me, if you've you've got, you know, some, you know, random team that's really not good, like, not expected to win, like, what can I do? So, I kept thinking about it, and I did some research, um, the year that, you know, Mourinho won with with Porto, um, he, so, let's go look at the group stage, because, you know, everybody keeps saying, oh, well, you know... Oh well he, he, he didn't he didn't really play anybody and all that. I'm like, yeah, well but you can only win what's in front of you. So if we go look at it, you know, he Porto, he was in a group with Real Madrid in the group stages. He was a group with Real Madrid, Marseille, and Partian. And that Partian, I believe, is I'm not sure where they're from. I think it's um it's a Serbian team. Pretty sure it's a Serbian team. So they're not really good because obviously they didn't win a match. From six matches, they didn't win one. Marseille only won one. So, Porto and Real Madrid went through. Uh, Real Madrid winning four and drawing two and losing zero. Porto winning three, drawing two, losing one. So, just, just um, you know, uh, I guess the difference was Real Madrid won them, um, um, you know, against... Uh, so what I'm basically trying to say is that you know they played each other twice. One of them was a loss. One of them was a loss for Porto. and One of them was just a draw. So that's the difference that why Real Madrid are first and Porto are second. So if we g- keep going on, you know, we get to the group stage. We get to the knockout phases, right? Um, Porto gets matched up with Manchester United, and people are like, "Oh, well, Manchester United. Oh, well, it is. It's the 2003, 2000, uh, 2003, 2004." This is the Manchester United that was still in the era of, you know, uh, going against the Invincibles, Arsenal's the really good side of Arsenal, um, you know. So um, they had their, you know, they had what they had to do in the league for Manchester United. So it was not cut and dry for Manchester United. And, you know, Sir Alex Ferguson really, you know, he's managed a bunch of years at, uh, over two decades at, I think over two decades at Manchester and he's only won the league twice. And he, one of them he won on, you know, two goals in, like, two minutes. So, it's a big thing, you know. Sir Alex Hurgens wasn't really successful in the Champions League. Um, But again, he he got through. uh, One of the legs he won at at home, 2-1, and then the second leg, he drew 1-1. So, he got through off um, one goal at home. Um, Then, he played Lyon. He played Lyon, and... again first first game he won 2-0 second game drew advanced um so that's the quarterfinals now we get to the semifinals and people will expect semifinals to be tough it's true it wasn't tough they played uh, deportivo la Corina, which are not a good side not a good side i don't understand how they get they got past uh Milan I believe it was I think it was Milan but I don't know they got past Milan I should pull up what they did but I remember that here that Milan was um you know uh, you know they they got out really badly you know but I I don't know if it was Milan that lost to Deportivo but the point stand that Porto played Deportivo next there was only one goal in that game and Porto scored that goal in two legs there was only one goal and Porto scored it so Porto advances to the final. So who are they playing and what was the game before that? So on the other side of the semifinal, the other game, is Monaco versus Chelsea. Chelsea don't have Mourinho. You know, the the following here after this is when Mourinho leaves to Chelsea. So Chelsea lose to Monaco. Chelsea lose to Monaco on aggregate 5-3. So Monaco and Porto in the semifinal. You'd be like, okay. You know, it's it's um it's an interesting draw. I wouldn't say it's like the greatest draw. It's I don't say if like it's it's a big game. I wouldn't say this was probably one of the worst because you know you don't expect Monaco and Porto to be in the Champions League final. Um But you know the game ends up with um three zero um Porto winning. Um again Porto they can only be what's in front of them. So I can't really say, well, they didn't play anybody. W- well, I mean, what do you want me to do? Play someone else? It is what it is. It happened like that. Just like Sir Alex Ferguson uh, won the Champions League of two um, goals that, you know, the soccer gods were, are never in favor of Germany or uh, Bayern Munich. We're the most unluckiest team. And that day, it showed. We've been unlucky against Chelsea in the Champions League. Unlucky against Inter Milan in the Champions League. Un- Germany unlucky in the World Cup in 68-66 against England. Unlucky. Yes, we have had um, lucky moments. I concede that. But we've had more unlucky moments. Um, so, like, again, Champions League against Real Madrid for two straight years. or Yeah, two straight years. So, Again, we've had really unlucky times at Bayern Munich. The injuries, the games, the referees, all of that. But that's just the side. It happens, okay, push on, we move forward, you know. But the fact is, like, again, on back to Porto is that Porto won Monaco and that's that's what they were in front of him. You know, that's who was in front of him, that's day one. They didn't play anybody besides for Real Madrid in knockout and for um, Manchester United in the... Um, I'm sorry. They didn't play Real Madrid in the group. St- they played Real Madrid twice in the group stages and Manchester United in the knockout. So they played only four important games and the final. That's about it. And they won in um, they won the Champions League in two thousand four. So um, it happens. Not 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 like I can do anything about it. You know. You know. People say, well. You can't give credit. You, you can't give. You can't talk about. You know, him winning the Champions League because he didn't play anybody. You know, I don't really love either of these guys. I don't hate either of these guys. But the same argument, if I were to make, you know, Pep had Messi. Pep had Messi. Yeah, he had to execute the plan. I get that. There's still some percentage of the pie that Pep has to do in order for. Uh, Barcelona to Grano. So anybody that says, "Oh, well, I could have coached that Barcelona team to win the Champions League." You're completely false, 100%. You cannot coach that Barcelona team to success because one, there's so many egos. That's just not even the football aspect. There's so many egos that you're going to just be cra- you're going to be run out. You know, you're going to drive you crazy and you're probably going to get sacked. You're probably going to get sacked because there's no way that you have the ability to you know, manage Barcelona with Messi, with Pedro, with Villa, with Eto, with Ibra, you know, Abidal, um, you know, um, Puyol, Valdez, all of these guys, there's no way you're you're touching any of these guys, Um, so it is, you know, Pep still gets credit, but like I said, I think the only difference, the major difference is that Pep hasn't been sacked, Marina has been sacked, once Pep manages a few other teams, club level, um, and if he, if he, if he, we'll see what happens. Because if, if he gets sacked, then it'll show the true colors of both. But if he doesn't get sacked, then we'll understand. Um, the difference of, you know, why Marino gets sacked is that Marino is more of an old-school manager. So, you know, quote-unquote, he doesn't want any, um, you know, soft players. He wants some hard men, you know, Ibra, Eto. Um, you know, Zanetti, you know, he can't, you know, Balak, guys like that, but he can't do anything with, you know, soft guys with, you know, no tough. If they're not willing to grind out, take a bullet for him, you know, or the team, Mourinho is going to ship you out. And that's a bad thing for Mourinho because Mourinho can't adapt. He's very hard to adapt. It will be very hard for me to play under Mourinho. Because he would expect so much, and then if I get criticized in public, I wouldn't like that. Uh, you know, even if Pep, Pep did that too, and he was called out, and it, you know, he didn't criticize in public, but you know, his antics early in his career it really bit him. And then, but he's changed. Mourinho, it seems like he started out great, and he went for the worse. Pep started out bad, and he went for the better. Um, and again, again, I'm comparing apples and oranges. So you, you gotta you gotta you know use your imagination a little so um like uh, for example pep didn't work out with eto and zlatan you know in a interview with eto eto said you know um pep pep might be a really great manager but he, he he doesn't he doesn't i didn't respect him because he couldn't come talk to me you know he didn't like me he couldn't say something and same with ibra you know um and, you know, there was a story about Henry telling a story where, you know, he had a specific assignment instruction to stay on the left pitch, uh, touching, the, touching the left line. Um, and, you know, the ball was on the right side with Messi and uh, they are playing around with it. And uh, what Thierry Henry did was Thierry Henry went to the other side and wanted to play with Messi. But he didn't follow instructions of Guardiola. And what happened? Terry Hunter said I was subbed at halftime. So, again, these both managers, they're probably psychotic. They're probably psychotic to work for because they probably expect so much from you. You probably probably give sweat, tear, blood, everything, right? And then, you know, they expect you to still go through the wall. You know, they expect you to give them 100%. It's like like being in the army 2,000 years ago. You're a soldier. You've got to do whatever you can to survive, right? And, you know, the general, the king, whatever, the emperor, whatever he says goes. And you can't do anything about it. And sometimes that's how it feels with players for uh, playing on the Mourinho and Pep. Because right now, sometimes I watch uh, Manchester City and I just get the sense that, you know, they're sick and tired. You know, not of Pep, but like seeing Pep and doing the work every day because, you know, you're tired. So just imagine every day you went to work and you've got to work like 60 hours. Meanwhile, everybody works like 40 hours. Yeah, you're successful at your job. Your performances are great, but you're sick and tired. You just want to be like, yo, I want to take a vacation. Like, if you think about it, Pep's, Pep's um, you know, training methods are much more intense, he he trains an extra day longer than, for example, Ancelotti when Ancelotti came at Bayern Munich. Ancelotti was, uh, at the start, he was doing three-week three, three week trainings or two-week trainings sometimes. Pep was doing four. Sometimes he was doing four, but twice a day. And that's the injury problem that, you know, caused it. But everything has to be, everything has to be, you know, looked at. And again, like I said, it's very tough to look at it on an apples-to-apples uh, basis, but... You've got to make some indication of uh, where they are together. Now, I want to talk about my preference. Um, Like I said, this is where possibly the bias comes in, and I understand that, so you can take it how you want. Um, Pep did um, manage Bayern Munich for three years. I've spoken to uh, about Pep's tenure at Bayern Munich in a previous podcast, which ended up very successful. Um, everybody was, um, you know, up for it, whether they agreed or or disagreed with me. Um, That's not the point. Everybody was having a really nice conversation, a discussion about that, um, you know, that three years with Pep. And, you know, it wasn't just a discussion about me, it was a discussion about everything. So with everybody, I'm sorry. So what I'm trying to get at is that, you know, I'm obviously going to pick Pep Guardiola over Mourinho, because Pep, did change, um, Pep did manage um, Bayern Munich, so I have that one thing, and I, you know, I have that in me, because, you know, under Pep, we were successful to a certain point, like I said, I think Pep is probably one of the best league managers, he, and, and as far as in the league, he's probably the best, because he he understands that, you know, every game is a final, every game is important, three points here, a draw away uh, is important, and that's why he set the Premier League record with City. And, um, you know, and yeah, people say, well, he he, bunch of, he bought a bunch of players. He bought a bunch of players. Well, in comparison, Liverpool have bought a bunch of players. Why hasn't Klopp... I'm not saying Klopp is not successful. Klopp is a successful manager. He's been very unlucky in finals. And he's been very lucky in games as well. So Pep, you know, Pep spent all these money... Right? He won the the league with, uh, he won the double with City and he set the point record. He was not successful in the Champions League with City. He was not successful with the Champions League with Bayern Munich. In one sense, I don't think, I think his style needs Messi. And if his style does not mean Messi, uh, he, his style doesn't have Messi, then he needs to adapt. He can't be playing this super attractive, super demanding um, Football because all 11 players on the pitch have to be basically perfect. Because if you're one yard off and that opposition gets the ball and drives the ball forward and makes a cross and it's a goal, your whole plan goes out the window. Your whole plan. This is one difference that. I'm a Mourinho does better than Pep is that he adapts. Every game for him, it, it there's no set in stone lineup player. If he sees that, okay, well, I'm going up against like this certain team, then I'm gonna have to play a defensive midfield, then I will opt for a defensive midfield. Even if even if another player is in form, he will drop that player and play another player because he needs a DM or he needs two strikers or he needs only two midfielders, a double pivot, or he has to go a back three or he has to go a back five. Mourinho, in that sense, is very adaptive. Than Pep, Pep plays basically one way, and the second way is a, and basically an altered way that basically looks like the same way, but the movement and the, and the you know the positioning of the players is slightly different. Overall, it's basically the same because Pep at Bayern Munich, very di- very hardly did he change it. Sometimes you'd be like, well, oh well, look, he's playing a back three. Well, yeah, cool, he's playing a back three, but it's basically. All the same thing. He has a high line. He presses. If he doesn't win the ball back within five seconds, you got to foul the players to to prevent a counterattack, right? The last player in line, as far as not the defenders in the midfield, the DM, he has to take the bullet and either take the fouls and the yellow cards, right? The wingers need to be patient. Uh, The passing has to be perfect. Don't lose the ball in midfield in either half. So pinpoint accuracy. So imagine how much... Of a demand Pep has, and you know one mistake Pep didn't win the Champions League with Bayern Munich with injuries and his stop and his uh his approach, right? With uh, with City he didn't win because he went up against another manager in Jurgen Klopp that changed Jurgen Klopp changed. He, Jurgen Klopp was like, okay, I'm gonna sit back, uh, and I'm gonna soak it up. Then I'm gonna hit the hit at the counter because you know unfortunately the first game was in uh Anfield and that you know Anfield Liverpool would use that crowd and bam they got the they got the look at the one error Uh, I just want to go to detail again look at the one error uh where uh I think it was Firmino or I don't know who scored but that one first goal the basically the Champions League uh tie last year Kyle Walker makes a mistake right goal goal Liverpool 1-0 your plan is out the window Everything you've worked on on the training out the window. You gotta change it up. Now you gotta you gotta be like, okay, well we we gotta go on the attack. If we can't sit back, now we gotta go on the attack. And what happens? Now you're now you're more susceptible to making uh, to making a mistake. You have that pressure. Okay, we seriously need to equalize in your head. You're thinking, well, I got I gotta play this ball. I gotta play this ball right. I gotta do that right. I gotta do so much pressure that you're inevitably gonna make a mistake. You're inevitably going to make a mistake. If you're not going to make a mistake this game, you're going to make a mistake next game. If you're not going to make a mistake next game, you'll make a mistake somewhere in the future. And it showed. It showed. Man City made a bunch of errors, and they they lost, what was it, 3-1, 3-0, something like that, and they were basically knocked out of the Champions League tie because of the super, super, um, you know, effective yet risky um, tactics by uh, Pep. Mourinho, on the other hand, like I said, Mourinho changed it up. Mourinho changed it up. Then Mourinho won the Europa League with Manchester United. People never thought he would have won. Look at it. He went to Ajax in, in the final, and he completely nullified Ajax. Everybody thought, like, dude, Ajax has a chance. I didn't see any of those great players that Ajax had that that, um, that year. They're all nullified, all taking out the game. So, in that sense, uh, Mourinho does adapt much 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 more better and far off more often than pep in a league perspective and getting the best out of the players i think pep does that i think i wouldn't say best out of i think that's wrong because marino can take a shit team or a shit, uh shit player and put 11 and you know grind out the draw but with you know with the tactics that pep uses it's very very difficult But Pep, like, for example, Sterling under Pep is looking great. Now, there's been a lot of players under Mourinho that have been looking great too. So I'm not going to say Mourinho hasn't made great players or developed them. But Mourinho, but I'm sorry, but Pep has gotten a specific attacking sense to him. So, you know, the attacking statistics of the players like Sané, Sterling, Aguero, Jesus... David Silva, players like that, the offensive mind attacking players, you know, their stats are inflated so much because he, they attack, they score five. So if you score five goals, you most likely have like four or five players with assists. So if you score three goals the next game, then you've got three go- players that have scored or, th- you know, three goals, right? And you've got three people that potentially have an assist to their name also. So the stats are really inflated. Um, And, you know, that's his way. That's the one positive on his players. The one negative is that the defenders get caught out. So even a great defender can look shit on the pep because high line, the next player, uh, uh, you know, next to you is probably 5, 10, 15 meters away from you. So you're not going to get any help. So you're on an island. And that's why pipe says, don't lose the ball. Don't lose the ball. Don't lose the ball. If you have to, if you, if you have to go backwards, go backwards, even if it means to the goalkeeper, and uh, that's Pep. He's always religiously, um, you know, advocating that. So, like I said, I prefer Pep. Um, but again, it's based because of him managing uh, Bayern Munich and him managing his certain way, which is, you know, relentless. When he came in and he was like, yo, it's 3-0, we're going to go for 4, 5, 6, 7. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, let's do it. And then I realized that was the wrong decision. I was, I was sucked into that. Thinking, you know, we're going for five, six. Hell yeah, dude. He got a goal. You get a goal. You get a goal. You come off the punch and get a goal. He's got three assists. He's got two assists. Everybody was getting goals. It was happy days. But later down in the season, everyone's tired. The morale is low. The performance will drop. You know, there's no more rotation because players are injured. Players have knocks. And what happens? The expectations of you getting through are let down and everybody's in shock. So, like I said, it was rough riding with Pep after like second and second season on the Champions League where we got knocked out. After that, it was rough riding. But I love I love Pep because of what he did in the league for us. He, distro- he nullified Because if we got someone else and, you know, we lost the league one of those years or two, or all those years, you know, we wouldn't have this um, six in a row. This six in a row is because of, Pep Guardiola, because he, in the middle, you know, we won with Hupp Pep came in, won three, and then, you know, it, it set a tone for Ancelotti. It set a tone for Ancelotti and then for Hup Hinkes when he um, came as a caretaker. So, that's my thing. As far as playing, um, you know, as a coach, as a manager, I would love Pep. As far as playing, I would love Pep too, for that same exact ring as I say. If I was a defender, I would love to play against Mourinho. I would play uh, if I, yeah. If I was a defender, I would love to play against Mourinho. Uh, for for Mourinho, I'm sorry. If I was a defender, I would love to play for Mourinho. Let's get that right. And a goalkeeper, because I'm probably not facing a lot of shots. You know, my defense is clearing everything. Um, we're probably getting a lot of clean sheets. So my value in the market, my stats, my my everything is going up as a defender. As an attacker, I would love to play for Pep because my stats are probably inflated. We're probably scoring five goals. I got two goals and assists that game. Last week, I had a goal and two assists. The week before that, I had a hat-trick. And the week before that, I had three assists. Look at that. In four games, I got five, uh, probably like five goals and five assists. Bada-bing, bada-boom. Look at that. My market, drew, my market value goes up. My statistics are awesome. I am probably voted on a team of the year. I start for my national team. You got to look into that. So on an offensive side, I love Pep. On a defensive side, I love um, Mourinho. And that's the conclusion I've come with the biased leaning that, you know, I would pick Pep overall because he managed at Bayern Munich. Um, I have gone slightly over what I suspected. So um, thank you guys for tuning in. This was my... Pep Guardiola versus Jose Mourinho. What I think. So it's been an informative one. I've given some facts. I've given some ideas. I've gone through some, you know, uh, their tenures at different clubs and the players they've managed and bought and all that. I've compared them as closely as I can. I would really, really hope for this episode and even the you know episodes coming up. I would really love uh, love some feedback from everybody. Um, you know, even if you listen to 20 minutes and you give some feedback, if you listen to the whole thing, you leave some feedback. And if you're not listening to it, I encourage you to listen to it because I'm really putting some really good time into doing these podcasts. And, um, I really enjoy it. Thank you, everybody. Um, one more last thing. You guys can follow the Twitter, uh, the football, T- uh, football today, VG, uh, Twitter handle the same football today, VG on Instagram, follow them, um, Everything is lit. So much football going on. Uh, slowly, slowly, the Byron family is, you know, getting together on my, you know, channel. And we're talking about everything. And, you know, I'm talking about um, other teams. Ajax, Real Madrid, Barcelona, United, Chelsea, Arsenal, Juventus. Uh, everybody I'm talking about. So it's not just Byron Munich. Um, like, uh Also, I want to say one more thing. The support um, thus far from everybody and everything about the podcast has been great. Um, If you wish to support the podcast, head over to the Anchor um, profile page and just click on support the podcast. Uh, I will be much appreciated. It does give me the opportunity to continue making this podcast. So it's very vital. Um, The listeners have been awesome. The feedback has been great. So I appreciate everybody on that. On that note, um, I hope everybody has a great day, night. I don't know where everybody is on the time zone, but it is night for me currently. Um, thank you, everybody, and on that, uh, good night, good morning, whatever. Um, so we'll be back soon with um, another episode. I've already recorded one more episode already. Um, I don't want to give too much out on that, but that'll be probably out tomorrow, or the following day, but. On that, thank you very much. Peace out, everybody. Stay uh, safe and be happy. Good night.